Your life's not like anyone else's. And chances are you found yourself on adventures you never planned to take. It's all part of this crazy journey we call life. Learning how to embrace the unexpected while working to live your best life is not easy. But you've come to the right place. Because in my world, if it's highly unlikely, it's practically guaranteed to happen. I'm Lavina Perry, and this is the Highly Unlikely Podcast. Hello! It feels so great to be back after a much-needed break, and honestly, I am just fired up and excited to be back. This past spring was one for the books. Many of you who have been listening for a while know that this was my last semester of school to finish my finance degree, and I am thrilled to report that I have successfully completed my studies. As a result of that, I got to take my last post-it note for school off my roadmap, and I removed my graduation cap picture from my vision board. Mission accomplished. Done. It feels great. What else can I say? It feels really good to be done with school. But the last few months have just thrown me challenge after challenge until I finally had to make a really difficult choice to sacrifice some things that I wanted to do in order to be able to finish up school. One of those was to pause production on the podcast just for a couple of months in order to be able to really focus in on school and make it through the last few weeks. So I've really missed the show and I'm just, I'm so glad to be back, but I want to give you just kind of a short list of the last four months because I want to talk to you today about something that I thought about as I was going through all of this and I really wanted to do this show just so that I could share some of the things like strategies and things that I have learned to use throughout the course of my life uh, through various challenges that I have faced. So this winter was nothing if not extreme. That was in terms of various storms that hit not just my region, but, but other regions. And anytime there's extreme weather anywhere in the country, it makes my job extraordinarily busy. So between the storm in Texas and the insane blizzard that hit here in Denver, My job went from being something super manageable to being a 24-hour day, just a nightmare for, for a while. And being in business development, I had to deal with clients that have multiple properties in various places. So there was just a lot of chaos trying to get everything coordinated to figure out what belonged where and who was taking what accounts and which jobs as they were coming in. And it was just, oh, it was just a lot. So at first, when the storms were happening, I felt like I was handling everything pretty well. Focus on the losses that were coming in. I was still handling school okay. But then the challenges just started to stack up. My school had a security breach and all of my financial information was stolen from the university which resulted in my bank account being hacked and some very crafty thieves getting away with hundreds of dollars out of my account. But when it happened, I had no idea 
was even going on until I got a notification from Lyft that they had charged, they had sent me the receipt for a, a recent trip. <laughs> so the problem was that it was over a hundred dollars. So I have an open policy with my two older kids that anytime they need a ride home, they have access to use either Uber or Lyft so that they can get a safe ride home from wherever they are. I mean, if they went out with friends, ended up in a bad situation and needed to get home but didn't have a car, I want them to be able to have that safe ride home no matter where they are. So that's the agreement that I have with them. But when I saw the amount of that one ride, I was like, oh, well, that's definitely not a local ride. Or they were using my account to just joyride all night. So I proceeded to send out a nasty little text about the charge. But then I was getting like these super confused messages back. They were like, um, what are you talking about? I didn't use Lyft last night. So I dug a little deeper and found out that the charges were from San Francisco, which was clearly not one of my kids because we weren't in San Francisco. I ended up having to call the bank and apologize to my kids. And hours later, I was late to my meeting that I needed to go to and I had a card on the way, but it was several days without having any access to my own money. In fact, I just got an email like last week saying that they have resolved the fraud case. It had been settled and they were giving the money back to me. So good end to the story, but it, was t- it has taken them almost four months. And then the week after I had my account hacked, I was hit by a semi-truck. I got rear-ended on the interstate and... I walked away with whiplash and just really minor injuries considering the scope of the accident, but I'm still suffering from headaches and pain and that's, you know, unpleasant and it's something like hard to go through, but overall, I just feel super lucky that that was all that happened and because it could have been so much worse. And between all of the doctor's appointments and physical therapy, dealing with the insurance, being injured... It was just a really overwhelming um, experience to go through that I'm still dealing with. But it took me nine weeks just to get my car back from the shop. So I was in a rental car for a very long time. Three days after I got my car back, I got COVID. That ended up being three long weeks of just feeling crappy. I never had like any of the the more severe symptoms. I wasn't passing out. I wasn't feeling dizzy and lightheaded, but I had a cough and I had like pain in my lungs. And it was just like a mix between the flu and a really bad chest cold. And honestly, it just, it's not that it was like really severe. It just sucked. It just sucked for three weeks. And my older daughter ended up getting it as well because I exposed her to it before I realized that I was sick, like before I had symptoms. So we ended up quarantining together, which made it not quite as bad. And during all of this, I was still trying to keep up with school. All the projects, the papers, the exams, classes, discussions, knowing that every single class I was taking was, I had to pass it in order to graduate. 
And I couldn't just pass it with a D. I had to pass with a 73% or better. So I had to learn all of the material and I had to do really well in order to be able to move on and actually be able to finish what I what I had started out to do and I was like so close to finishing. Once I got COVID, I had to reconsider everything that I had on my plate and I had to put some things aside so that I had the time to focus to get through school and it worked. But looking back on the last few months, I realized it was just a really, really stressful time. And during that, I naturally fell back on some of the strategies that I've developed over the years by going through difficult experiences. And as unpleasant as it was, it wasn't really something that I had to think about. I just did it. So today I want to share with you some of the strategies that I use when all the challenges start to pile up. Um, And when all the challenges pile up enough to make it so that life can't just go on as normal. Because this is something that we all will face at some point. And it's really important to be able to go through these times and come out on the other side just intact and stable and happy and strong. So the first thing that I want to talk about is prioritizing. This is maybe the most important thing is for you to be very clear about your priorities. This is something that you need to define for yourself when you're not in crisis. Because if you have a a foundation of really clear priorities, then when you're getting dumped on, you know, when the universe is just dropping boots on you, then it's really easy to hone in on the things that are most important to you and let go of other things that maybe aren't as important or as pressing as some other things that you have in your life. And depending on the level of crisis that you're facing, you may or may not be able to even to have clarity during the time of that challenge to be able to sit down and figure out what's important or not important which is why creating the foundation when you're in a calm situation when things are going well, that is a strategy for success that will help carry you through your challenges, which is why I always talk about foundations for success. Setting your priorities is probably the most important of the foundations for success. If you're working to shore up your foundation during peaceful and calm times, then when the storms come, the foundation will hold. If you can spend some time now to define your top three priorities, then when life gets to be too much, you already know the three most important things in your life and you can let some of those other things go to just focus on those things. For me, my top priorities this past spring were my children, my job, and school. Those three things come before everything else, no matter what. So when I found myself in a situation where I was dealing with an injury, illness, being overwhelmed by challenges, and all that that brought with them, everything else had to be reconsidered in order for me to be able to maintain my top priorities. If I had faced a crisis, I may have had to pick only one top priority and let the other two go. But there's never a question about the order of the importance of priorities because I already did the work that was necessary to define my priorities and to shore up that foundation for myself. So When in crisis, my children are always going to be my top priority and everything else comes after that. So the next thing that I want to talk to you about is reducing. And this is something that I really struggle with because sometimes I feel like I've already reduced my life 
to be as minimal as possible when in reality I haven't. It's just a matter of changing your perspective. So once you recognize that you're in a situation where you're focused, where you need to focus on your top priorities, then it's time to start reducing. You're reducing your commitments, reducing the things that you're spending time on, and reducing the amount of mental energy that you're spending on things. And unfortunately, sometimes that means that you won't, you just won't be able to do the things that you normally do for a time. It's a temporary situation. All challenges that we go through are, it's temporary. Eventually things are going to either find a, a path forward that feels more normal or what you define as normal is going to change, but that during that time of struggle and that time of challenge is a temporary situation. And so you're reducing what you're doing for a time. In order to graduate in May, I had to make a choice to sacrifice things that I really enjoyed. I gave up my weekends with friends. I gave up working on projects that were important to me. I put my hobbies aside and I had to say no a lot. And this is something that we all need to know how to do. How many times have you agreed to do something that you don't have the time and energy for? And then you find yourself feeling bitter and having a bad attitude and just running yourself ragged to make it work. That is not necessary. The world will survive just fine and you will be happier if you can learn to say no to the things that don't matter. I had to push the pause button on this podcast and that was really hard to do because I seriously love doing this podcast so much. But the simple fact was that I couldn't keep putting the time and the energy into doing the show when I barely could find the time to do school and work. I didn't want to feel like it was something that I had to do because I want to show up for you as my best self in this space. And I know that if I felt like it was something that I had to do, that I wouldn't be coming to do the show with my best attitude and my best energy and I wouldn't be giving it the best part of myself. So I had to make that hard choice to set it aside for a time, focus on getting well and cleaning up the mess from my accident and graduating from school. And it was really necessary for me to step back in order to reduce the amount of time and energy that I was committing to things that fell outside of my top three priorities. Which leads us to the next step, focus. So now that you have reduced the things that are taking up your time, you can focus on what's most important. Focus is something that we have to have if we're going to achieve our goals. I used to try to do everything, no focus. It was just a flurry of activities. I would just get like the pieces and parts of various things done, but I never really finished anything. And now I recognize that living in that way, going through life in that sort of constant motion without really ever stopping to like finish or complete something or just focus on one thing. It's like taking pictures out of a camera that's out of focus. You aren't really capturing anything. It's just just a, a blur. Taking time to stop for a second, to zero in on what you want and then capturing it gives you something meaningful. And it's the same thing for your life. If you just take a hot five, zero in on what you're trying to accomplish and then go get it. 
That's what's meaningful and leads to progress. I could have just kept going this spring. I could have just given a little bit of what I had left to each thing that I was doing. And I could have kept plugging along and trying to cram everything in, make everything fit. But I would have had mediocre content and I would have had mediocre grades and my work would have suffered and my kids would have suffered. And what's worse is that I still wouldn't have been accomplishing anything meaningful. I would have just been going through the motions and the things that were really important to me wouldn't have been taken care of in a way that was at the level that I set for myself. So by focusing my efforts on important things and letting everything else blur into the background, and photography we call it bokeh, B-O-K-E-H, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Somebody might correct me, but bokeh is like the blur, right? It's the blur in the background with like the focus on the object that you're trying to capture. So by focusing my efforts on the subject that I was interested in, that I needed to focus on, and then I let everything else blur into the background, I was able to accomplish things that were supremely meaningful to me at the level that was acceptable to me. I signed some big contracts for some important clients at work, and I graduated with honors. Not the 4.0 that I wanted. I remember talking about this in one of my podcasts about how I was going to graduate with a 4.0 and I was going to make it happen. Well, let me just say that this year of school had other plans for me and challenges that I did not anticipate and I did not graduate with a 4.0. But all things considered, I still feel pretty proud that I was able to graduate with honors and honestly that I was able to graduate at all. And the best part is I don't have to go back in the fall. I feel like that's a win for me. And I feel closer than ever to my kids. And those are the things that mattered. So we've prioritized. We have reduced. We have taken time to focus in on the things that matter most. The next step is to check out for a while. Amidst all the chaos, sometimes you just need to take that time to care for yourself. In the worst part of me having COVID when things were really, really bad, that is exactly what I did. I didn't talk to my family. I didn't talk to my friends. I didn't even tell most of them that I was sick because I didn't want to be on the phone. It was a time that I just needed to circle the wagons, hunker down, and focus on taking care of my body so that it could fight the virus at peak levels. I spent 30 minutes every single day sitting in the sun because... Vitamin D not only makes you feel better mentally, but it also boosts your immune system. And I slept a lot. I caught up on TV shows while I laid in bed, which was huge for my mental health. And I just rested. No school, no work, just rest. And I know not everybody's in that situation, but luckily my work did give me two weeks off so that I had the ability to just check out, take care of myself, not do anything else. So if you're not in a situation where you can take time or a whole day or a couple of days or a week for yourself, that's fine. But I do urge you to find at least 30 minutes to an hour every day where you can just check out of everything in your life. Put your phone down, shut your bedroom door, and just enjoy the quiet, doing whatever it is that you want to do. Read, take a hot bath, take a nap, catch up on a show, 
Go sit outside on your porch and just let the sun soak into your skin. Find something that feels good to you that you can do to really care for yourself. Legitimately, this one thing can be the difference between just surviving and thriving when you're having challenges. It's really important. And the last thing is have a goal. As I was preparing for this show, I was thinking back on all the things that I've gone through over the years, and I was trying to think about what strategies that I had that were common to all of the challenges. And this is the one thing that I've never really given a voice to it, but it was really, really important. Every time I've been faced with a crisis or even a really difficult period, I have had a goal. So... Let me talk about that for a second. So when my son was diagnosed with autism, my goal was to look under every single rock until I found something that made a difference for him and gave him the very best outcome possible. When I had my heart condition, my goal was to bring a healthy baby into the world because I developed the heart condition while I was expecting and I had to take medication that was really dangerous for her and I couldn't control either one of those things. And so my goal was just simply to have a healthy baby, whatever needed to be done to bring a healthy baby into the world. And then when my daughter had cancer, my goal was to do every single thing that I could do to give her the best chance at beating it. And when Jason came home from war mentally wounded, my goal was to do every single thing within my power to ensure that none of us were harmed including him, which obviously that didn't have a good outcome. But the outcomes of those things weren't my goal. The goal were the things that were within my control, the things that I could do, the actions that I could take, the work that I could do. And this spring was no different. My goal was to complete all of my assignments, take all of my exams to the best of my ability so that I could graduate on time. Because that's what I had control of. I couldn't control getting COVID despite faithfully wearing a mask every single time I I left my house and had to have contact with other people. I I couldn't control someone else's actions on the road that led to an accident. I I couldn't control someone else's actions that led to the theft of of my money. But I can control the amount of energy and the level of focus that I applied to my studies. So that's what I did. And that's what you can do. You can set a goal for yourself that has nothing to do with the things that you can't control. Rather, you can focus on the things that you can control, the the actions you can take, the work that you can do. Having a goal helps you to do all the other things that I talked about. It helps you to prioritize. It helps you to focus. It helps you to make the necessary decisions about what you need to reduce from your life in order to accomplish your goal. And don't forget to take some time for yourself to rejuvenate and rest and allow yourself to be able to show up in meaningful ways for the people that matter in your life. And that's all I have for you today. So until next time... Take care of yourself, be kind, and live your best life. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Highly Unlikely Podcast, you can find more by following me on Facebook at A Highly Unlikely Life or find me on the web at ahighlyunlikelylife.com. And don't forget to subscribe.